2: Hello everybody and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment and its many games. I'm Matt, I'm the host, and with me this week is my fantastic co-host Ann Stickney. Anne, what are you up to? I'm up to all kinds
0: of things, but uh, this week, World of Warcraft, yes, but there's really nothing new to report there. Um, I finished Life is Strange 2. ...because they finally came out with the last episode of that... ...and they came out with it like last Friday... ...I think, or Thursday... ...Thursday or Friday... ...anyway, so I ended up playing it Friday night... ...so that I could finish the whole thing off... ...and man... ...okay, if you've played the first Life is Strange... You know how that game was. There was like a little bit there where the dialogue was a little bit cringy in places because it felt like they were trying to be hip and with it. Like all the kids really dig this kind of language or whatever. Um, Not necessarily. But the biggest thing that a lot of people had a problem with with The First Life is Strange is that all of the choices and everything that you made, it all boiled down to one final decision at the end of the game. And it was either A or B. And that was it. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Life is Strange... That's, I have not
2: played it, but I did know that.
0: Life is Strange 2 has seven different endings. Technically, there's like, I'd say three very dynamically different endings, maybe four, and then the other additional ones are just what choices did you make? Some characters might appear or they might not appear in the ending, just depending on what you've done, right? Um, So it felt like It felt a lot more organic than the first one did. And don't get me wrong, I loved the first one. And I actually liked the whole A or B ending with the first one because it really made you think about your decision and think about everything that had come before. And also it made you, it forced you to justify your decision to yourself. And I thought that that was a really interesting space for a video game to take and and a space for a video game to push a player into. With this one... Um, with Life is Strange 2, it was very much, the endings very much, no matter what ending you got, it felt like the sum of all of the choices that you've made up to date. And it felt really good. I mean, I cried like a baby because it was a very, I mean, there was nothing about it that was going to be like super happy fun. And even the stuff that was happy fun, it was like teary happy fun. You know what I mean? So like, I would totally recommend, if you are into narrative gameplay um, where you want to like play a story sort of like playing a movie or whatever pick up Life is Strange 2. You can pick up the whole thing now and just pl- play it from beginning to end. There's no waiting in between chapters anymore. And if you've never played it before, pick up Life is Strange 1 because it's got a phenomenal story to it the dialogue might be a little clunky in places but the story and the narrative and all the hooks that they use to kind of draw you in it's a fascinating game and it's well worth playing that's it okay, for me
2: I'm going to do something here that I would normally not do Yeah. I'm going to talk about the ending of Original Life is Strange by talking about the ending to Fable 2 hey there you go have you played Fable 2? no but I have heard about it Throughout Fable 2, your character, whether you're playing, you know, it doesn't matter what you're playing, your character has a sister. You start off the game in the streets of the town of Bowerstone, which is Fable 2 is like several hundred years after Fable 1. The town of Bowerstone is basically London. And it's effectively become, you know, a kind of Dickensian. Wait, just to be
0: clear here, and I'm going to, just because. I think I remember seeing people play Fable 2, but I want to remember if I'm remembering or I want to know if I'm remembering the right thing. Is that the one where if you do certain actions, you can add to either being good or being evil, like you could eat a baby chicken and it add a little bit more to your evil side? That's actually
2: fable. That's, that's not fable. fable okay. All right. All right. I th- I think that that's still somewhat of a component to fable too, but it's not what we're talking about here. Okay. All right. Um, in in this particular case, what ends up happening is through a various series of events, this Lord Lord Lucian, who is the villain of the piece, is building this spire because his family died at one point, and he wants to try and use it to alter the history and get them back, even though they're dead. And you become a hero because of something he does that kills your sister. And sends you out the top of the tower. That's the opening of the game. He he think you think that he's being kind and bringing you in because your sister found a magic music box. I and
0: have wish. I have Fable two, yeah. I have Fable two. I haven't finished playing it or anything. I have it on Steam because I remember this opening that you're talking about.
2: Yeah, you find him. You you basically go run around, do chores, find a magic wishing box. Your your sister opens a music box and wishes that you get to go to the castle. Next day you do, but it turns out to be bad and. You get shot and your sister gets killed and you end up going out the side of the tower, but your dog and an old lady who's from the first game named Teresa uh, come in and save you. And years later you become a hero. The dog is great. Yeah. The dog is great. You go through the entire game and you're finally at the end and you defeat Lucian and you now have a choice. All the power that he's got going to the Spire, you can use for one of two things. And, I dropped one thing there that I'm now going to pick up and explain to you when you are fighting Lucian, he pulls a gun and he's about to shoot you and your dog jumps in the way and takes the bullet. (gasps) No. And and dies. Your dog dies. He kills your (gasps) dog after he's already killed your sister and he's imprisoned you for years and all sorts of other stuff happened. He kills your dog before you finally stop him.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: But Teresa, the woman who's in fable one and shows up in this game basically says, okay, you've beaten him. Now you have all the power of the spire to make one choice with. And that choice is save your, you know, your family, you bring your sister back from the dead, save, you know, the people that you care about, including your dog, or save all the people who died making the spire. You can bring back all the people who, you know, the thousands of people who were sacrificed to make the spire or your dog, basically, and your sister, but you're not going to, you know, you're, you're not really all that connected to your sister at this point. Whereas you've literally spent 80 hours adventuring with that dog. Yeah, That dog has been your dog for 80 hours. That dog has fought beside you. This, that is, dog very, is... this is very Life is Strange one. <laughs> so you get to that point where they're like, do you save your dog and your sister? Or do you save all these random people you don't know? And I have yet to be able to save those random people I don't know. I can't do it. I cannot because the dog leave is my so dog great. dead. I cannot. I know that my dog is a dog. I know that dogs die much sooner than people. I know that my dog has been my dog for like a decade at this point. So it's probably pretty freaking old. And yet when I'm told I must choose between the life of my dog and the life of these thousands of people, I don't know. I have yet to pick anything but my dog. And I I could lie and say that, well, my sister. But no, it's It's not even about your sister at that point. It's just about the dog. It's the dog. You guys, and the I dog guess. is really cool. I don't I don't begrudge Rossi this choice at all because the dog is great. <laughs> My point is just at the end of at the end of Life is Strange, the original one. I'm never gonna pick the town full of people. I'm just not. I'm not going to say more than that, and that's probably more than I should have said. But
0: see, and I did, and I have my own reasoning for it. But that's like a much more complicated subject, and we should talk about yeah. that later. Anyway, or, uh,
2: maybe some other show, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we should talk about the actual top stories for today. This mo—this week is, of course, another slow week because yeah. it's Christmas, and there's going to not be a ton of stuff things happening. I will point out that it's Friday the 13th, so ah
0: spooky also we should point out before we start with the top stories hey if you guys have been listening to Blizzard watch d and d we're going to be doing d and d again tomorrow and that's if you're listening to this on patreon or if you're tuning in live we're gonna be doing it tomorrow at 10 30 a.m central um if you are listening to this on Monday, hey guess what tomorrow we're gonna to release a new d and d podcast. <laughs>
2: On i can't Tuesday. believe all that stuff happened oh
0: my gosh i can't believe all that stuff that just happened it was amazing i had so much fun okay now top stories
2: <laughs> okay yeah the first one is actually a pretty simple one uh basically people have figured out a way to use a, a group to artificially stack up the pandemonium buff before entering did, a solo greater world how did this happen how <laughs> okay we, they, we're not going to talk about how because, I mean, I actually do know how, but I'm not going to talk about it because it's too easy to do. And once you figure out how to do it, it's not. This is the kind of thing where it's not hard to do, but it requires a lot of fiddling. Like you need to get a group together and do a bunch of stuff to get this to happen. Is
0: this tame the ghost wolf d- level of difficulty?
2: No, it, but it is that level of, of organization. Of,
0: you have to figure out exactly how to do it. Yeah. Okay.
2: If you know how to do it, it is not hard to do. And it's not random like that was. Yeah. It's it's actually pre- it's pretty easy to get the buff stacked up. But once you, once you figure out how to do it, it, it basically means you can go into a greater rift with the buff stacked fully to a thousand, which means you got the full you know the full hundred percent damage and fifty percent damage reduction from the start. And it's when you know how greater rifts are. Yeah. Um, once once you head they're in, they're supposed that, to be tough. Well, yeah, but my point is, is once you go into a greater rift, especially a high level greater rift, like if you're going in GR fifty, GR one hundred. You're going in with, like, a ton, you know, there's a ton of mobs, so the buff is never falling off. No, because you're just kill, 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 kill. Yeah, you just, you'll just you just pull everything and hit everything and kill everything all the time. And you'll, it's very easy to keep the buff stacked. Maybe it'll fall off if you completely clear a map and have to transition to the next map, but it still means it's a huge advantage. It's a huge buff that you just start with, and it, it was making solo greater rifts... You know, plus since it's stacked to a thousand, every so often the uh the thousand stack thing is going off the the chain pentagram on the ground that just fire chains everything. So it's like, yeah, it's it's unreal, and it's it's basically so they,
0: the people that were doing this they knew that they shouldn't be doing this. It's not yeah, absolutely, yeah.
2: It, This is the kind of thing you'd maybe figure out and do once, laugh about, and then you'd make a bug report to Blizzard and say, hey, uh, this happened and it's crazy and you need to fix it. If you start doing this on purpose over and over again to cheese greater rifts, you've got no one to complain to but yourself. Do you remember, like, way
0: way back when that guy got that one GM item or whatever? Martin Fury. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and he went in to go solo Ulduar and like just cleared everything in one hit and all that stuff. And then they, and and it was like, dude, you
2: know, you you know you got an item like that let's be honest you got martin fury in the mail yes you're going to go in and just one shot a boss with it once just to see it happen then you make a report yeah then you make then you make a report and say guys this happened i have this thing i think you want to do something about it you don't want to be sending people this and so when people are doing the, the, the the thing in diablo um obviously blizzard is banning people for it. and they they flat out you know they, they're they like guys if you did this we're gonna wipe the leaderboards so you're you're any leaderboard you've got you you did this to achieve it we're gonna take that away from you and we're gonna we're gonna ban you and you, it's not like you can pretend that you didn't know what was going on and it's because... either
0: it's yeah people either had their accounts suspended or closed depending on you know how often, you know, the state of their account at the time. If they'd been caught mm. doing shady things before, then it was probably you're looking at a closure. If you've never done anything like this before, then maybe you're looking at a suspension. How long that suspension is, I'm not sure, but
2: yeah. The thing is, is what gets me about this all the time is people, of course, will try to argue the the old argument about creative, creative use of, use of game mechanics. mechanics. Yes. <laughs> we, we've been hearing that one since 2000 and for. yeah mean, since the game started really the thing is about that is that blizzard does not actually have to ban you for anything they can just ban you because they feel like it that's in the tos they don't at any any time since these games are, are not like you know this is not it like it says in the geometry. tos
0: that they can they can close your account at their discretion that means that yeah if they decide, Hey, you did a bad, then you've done a bad and they can look,
2: It's legally, they can do it. They, don't they said to, they flat don't out up listen. front that they could. Yeah. yeah. They don't need to like have, they don't need to listen to your argument about creative use of game mechanics. They can just straight up ban you. Yeah. They have, they have suspended people for using third party software that just slightly changed the way graphics are displayed on their characters. Yep. And, now I do I think those people should have been suspended? No, I don't think they should have been suspended, but they can do it for anything. You think they're not going to ban you for blatantly cheating? Like, you know guys, I, there's a the thing about games that have leaderboards and have social like, you know, interaction like this is they take it seriously when you cheat. It's not like the old days playing Diablo 2 where if you clone an item 100 times, you're really not you're just affecting yourself. And whoever's in your yeah. LAN party or whatever, yeah but it's and still even then that was frowned upon, and they they tried to stop that, yeah, but the idea that they're not gonna try and st- like you know they're not gonna take steps, I don't know what you're talking about guys it's it's really that 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 argument didn't work in two thousand five. I remember like yeah, like you mentioned old war, but even before that, like in um when people were doing the kalefoss runs and they they were trying to figure out ways to cheese the trash to get to kalefoss faster, you couldn't do that either you you know you you kind of had to get there and just do it at the speed of clear those tra- those trash mobs to get to Kale. You're just gonna have to. Um I forget, was it was it uh, was it Alar? People figured out a way to get around? Alar, yeah. Yeah. You like you could you could just you could, straight if up you not hug, do him.
0: If you hug the wall and like into away or something, I don't remember. It was like you had to like take a warlock or something. And then you could summon people past him so that you didn't have to do it. I so way back in vanilla, we're gonna we're, we're gonna go way back to vanilla. That's my not. Sit a while Deckard and Sit a while and listen. I don't do decorcade cane very well. Anyway, um, we had this warrior in my guild, in my raid guild. His name was Frog. He he was a green troll. He was a he was a, he was a warrior, and he really enjoyed messing with people, and but he really hated seeing game bugs and things like that. So he would find ways to take advantage of stuff that shouldn't be taken advantage of and he would take advantage of it and then he would immediately report it and if Blizzard didn't do anything about it then he would proceed to continue doing this thing until they did something about it so a couple of things that he did I most of them involved battlegrounds because he was really serious about battlegrounds and wanting battlegrounds to be fair. Um, he used to use the gnomish mind control cap. There was a point in time where the mind control cap let you actually like control where another person moved and, um, he would use it. He'd mind control somebody and then he'd walk them out of the battlegrounds entrance so that they just leave the game. (laughs) That was not intended (laughs) and not supposed to happen. And, um, he uh, he did it once, and then he reported it, because he was like, oh, that's hysterical. Also, that shouldn't happen, but it's hysterical. And they didn't do anything about it. So then he proceeded to just do it every game. He just did it every game, and everybody kept reporting him for it until they finally fixed it. He did not get banned. He did not get suspended. It was weird. He should have, but he didn't. Um, the other thing that he did was there was a mace that you could get. It was like a rare drop mace in... Blackrock depth depths where uh, uh, iron, iron foe it was i iron think foe. i think it was iron foe basically if you hit somebody with it it would encase them in a pally bubble it had a chance oh, of encasing no. them that you know that which one i'm talking foe. about though it's like the judge or yeah. something like that anyway yeah. it would the judge's inca- gavel
2: or something yeah. judge's
0: gavel yeah it would it would encase them in a paladin bubble the thing about doing Warsong Gulch is if you used a paladin bubble, you would
2: drop the flag. So he got... dropped the flag. Did you drop the flag if you got hit by this mace? Yes. Because oh, he would he would hit it. you
0: with a mace and and it would proc and you would get hit with a paladin bubble And then you drop the flag and then he'd pick up the flag and start running. And that was not intended either. So he like reported that one and nobody did anything about it. Yeah. He was just, he was a prankster. He just enjoyed being a prankster, but he also, like I said, he wanted stuff to be fair. Um, And, you know, you could make the argument, well, these were things that were in the game. So it was creative use of game mechanics. Yeah, it didn't matter. And it didn't matter to Frog either. Frog was just like, this is not legit. This shouldn't happen. So I'm just going to make it happen until they stop it from happening. And it never really took him very long to correct it after he started, like, just flagrantly doing it all the time. I do not recommend anybody takes this tactic because while that may have worked back when the game was still brand new it will not work today and it won't work in world of warcraft and obviously it's not going to work in diablo either um for the people that got you know the suspensions and the people that got the bands do i feel bad for them maybe a little bit because it always sucks when you get like a ban or a subs- or a suspension from a game that you really enjoy playing but at the same time guys This was a group buff, and you're taking it into solo play. You know you're not supposed to be doing this.
2: Like, you just know you're not supposed to be doing this. So, yeah. People are just kind of effing insane sometimes. I mean that in the nicest way. Because I've had great stuff happen from people. But y'all will come up with, like, the weirdest, weirdest things. And then you will run them into the ground. And it's like, you know, guys, it's fine that you did that. But you know they're going to ban you. Yeah. You know it. They'll, they'll ban people for, like like I said, they, they have suspended people's accounts for an add-on that makes their character look slightly nicer and has absolutely no game effect. None whatsoever. So they're definitely not, they're definitely going to ban you for this. It's yeah. Just, it's not even, not even a joke here. So, I mean, that's just, but yeah, that happened. A lot of people have been banned. A lot of people have complained about it. Uh, Blizzard has been pretty upfront with why this one's going on, so... I don't feel like you've got much... You're not going to convince them that you were just being clever, guys. Yeah. Um, just not this time. But uh, that's that's pretty much it for that story. Let's talk about... Um, I'm about to start coughing, so maybe you can introduce the next one?
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about um, in Overwatch, there's something new has been added in Overwatch. Winston's actually got a new emote, and there's a really cool story behind this emote. In the emote, he says, Hello, my name is Winston. Um, in American Sign Language, but the thing is, is like the really extraordinary thing is that the 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 symbol that he uses for his name is it's an ASL shortcut that was created by somebody else. Uh, a man named uh, Danik Sudikov. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Anyway, it's a shortcut that Sudikov and his interpreter came up with just to identify Winston um, because that makes it easier to watch Overwatch League instead of, you know, spelling out the name every time. So they had shortcuts for every character in the game pretty much. And Blizzard decided to go ahead and take this and incorporate it into the game. So the sign that you see for Winston in the game is the one that Sudukov and his interpreter came up with in order to identify Winston. And I think this is really, really cool. Um is yeah,
2: I'm, I'm back by the way. Okay.
0: I think <laughs> this is that. really cool. I'm hoping that we get more ASL emotes
2: for everybody, honestly. The one that the the one that they came up with that I really like is the one for Widowmaker. Yeah. It's basically just Widowmaker shooting someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just but it's that the, uh, it's the Widowmaker
0: or... shorthand, yeah. Yeah.
2: The one that I the, the one for uh Winston is actually his primal rage. Yeah, ultimate. you shake
0: your fists like he does yeah. with his primal rage, and that's Winston. And yeah. And I love that they incorporated this into the game. And I really hope that they do this for all of the other characters, too, because I think that that's like just really rad that they took a player's like their shorthand and actually put it in the game as like a legit emote. I think that's a really cool nod. And I also think that, you know, for other players who may be hearing impaired, having that in there is just cool. It's just cool.
2: I want to see it for (laughs) all the characters. It also means that I kind of hope that Blizzard going forward when they're going into Overwatch 2 really thinks about how to make like watching Overwatch more accessible to people who, who, who can't hear. Yeah. Because Overwatch is extremely sound cue heavy and that's not bad. It's the sound design on Overwatch is amazing. I'm not saying they shouldn't have done that. I'm saying now that you have done that really amazing sound, you know, sound cueing system, maybe think about how to, Translated a little bit for players who don't have the ability to hear it, uh, and maybe I'm overly sensitive to that because I have the opposite problem. So I, I'm thinking about accessibility. It's in like games a sight thing, yeah. Yeah, just if you can make it so that people are, it's more accessible for more people. That's always in my mind a good thing. And I this reminded me of when they did the colorblind mode for for World of Warcraft a while back, and that was yeah,
0: really nice. which was really great for them to do too. And I was really so, happy when they decided to incorporate that. But like. There, there's a lot more stuff that they could be doing to kind of incorporate this. And really, I, I think that this was like a really cool move on Blizzard's part. And I kind of like I said, I kind of hope that we see emotes for like all of the other heroes, too. I think Absolutely. that would be really rad.
2: Yeah, uh, but I think that's we got one more story. Um, and that, this one's relatively big. It's it's pretty, pretty Ooh, big Yeah, the Descent of Dragons, the, the latest Hearthstone expansion, is now out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the full mode's out. No. The, the solo mode's out yet. Which is unfortunate, but the the actual expansion is out, and it's you know, uh, I'm never going to not be down for the all a lot of dragons expansion. I mean, if if tomorrow World of Warcraft announced, and then after Shadowlands, we're just doing all the dragons, I'd be like all dragons all the time.
0: I'd be all for that. Yes,
2: just dragons. What's the dragons? Dragons? Did you not World of Warcraft dragons? And the box is just a dragon. Like ah.
0: With The yeah. cool part about this, too, is that if you're playing Hearthstone, um, you actually get har- card freebies. Um, with past expansions, Hearthstone, they basically gave f- players free packs and cards. Um, they're doing the same thing for Descent of Dragons. If you've played Tavern Brawl over the last few weeks, you probably already have a few of the Descent of Dragons packs. Um, if you log in within the next 90 days, you'll get all five Galakrond hero cards for free, and you'll get three Descent of Dragons card. Packs plus two copies of the Shield of Galakrond card. Um, that's a five mana four five with taunt and battle cry and invoke Galakrond, which is great. And you also start a legendary quest chain that'll earn you more packs and gold to spend however you like. So there's a lot with this. Um, there's also an incentive, and another incentive to kind of check out redesign redesigned in-game shop. Everyone's going to get the Taronda Priestess hero portrait and card back just for stopping by and checking it out. Um, there's a new hero hunter portrait for sale. Sylvanus is available for ten dollars US, which is cool. Um, single player mode, no, it is not out yet, but it's probably going to be. It's going to be like every other you know expansion thing that they've done. It's it's just it's going to be like a month or so, and then we'll go ahead and we'll see it come out. Um, the costs should be probably about the same. They usually cost around 700 gold or $5. Um, so you can save gold if you want to, or you could just plan to plop down the cash when it comes out. Uh, their single player stuff has been really on point lately. So I don't expect this to be any less than super fun for people that are really into Hearthstone. Um, I like this one. I, I like the fact that they actually, like, they took a story and they went, like, the full year with telling this story. That's something that they haven't done in Hearthstone before. Usually it's just, like, a little one-stop. Ah, here's here's a cool concept idea. Ah, here's another cool concept idea. Uh, these ones all kind of, like, related together and kind of played out over the course of the year. And I hope they keep doing that.
2: I think it's kind of cool when they do that. Yeah, like, this, was, this one continued... Um... When did it start? It started with the uh the evil legion attacking the league the league of evil. Yeah, they were attacking Dalaran in the first one, and then it ended up being in War.
0: Yeah, with the League yeah, of Explorers.
2: And, and now, like you know the, the League the of Evil. Are I don't up. think
0: it was the League of Evil. I think it was like the Legion of Evil or something like that. But legion regardless, I, I don't yeah. remember. Regardless, I just find
2: it, I just find it hilarious. That the League point... of
0: Explorers came in and tried to save the day.
2: <laughs> it just it feels an awful lot like. Hearthstone has a slightly more coherent story at the moment than, say, World of Warcraft. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little mean to to Battle for Azeroth because I can be, because uh, they can't stop me, I, and I do like Battle for Azeroth. But I do I do find it hilarious that Hearthstone's for, in, in its own <laughs> unique way. Because it's not a very coherent storyline at all, um, but it it's, has a storyline that goes from point A to point B to point C, and you can kind of see how it got there, even if it is completely nuts like every step of the way.
0: Oh yeah, no, and I mean Hearthstone always rolls into that whole tongue-in-cheek, very humorous kind of angle, um, and I and I appreciate that. I love that out of the game. It, it almost to me it feels like. Hearthstone was trying to do the same thing that Heroes of the Storm was trying to do, because Heroes of the Storm was also trying to do kind of an ongoing narrative thing that went over the course of the year. Honestly, I feel like Hearthstone was probably more successful at it. And that's just because Hearthstone is super wacky, and they leaned into the wacky. Whereas Heroes... Initially, when Heroes was first announced, it kind of leaned into the whole wacky part of things. Because, I mean, I'm sorry. When you throw a bunch of heroes from disparate universes into the same thing, just for the sole express purposes of beating the snot out of each other, that's just that's kind of a wacky premise. But they tried to turn it into something a little more serious, and I I don't feel like it landed quite right. Not for me, anyway. And that's just personal opinion, obviously. No,
2: I can I can understand that. I, I don't I didn't have a problem with it, but I do feel an awful lot like. Heroes at this point, I almost feel like heroes should really go like for broke. Yeah. Like if, if if anything, just just go nuts with the whole concept of, you know, here we are, stranded in this strange world that we don't understand, doing things that don't make sense. Okay, let's go. Yeah, just... <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for stories though, because you know it, it is the holiday season. It's it's going to be relatively sparse on the ground. So, um, I guess we're going to move on to emails. And guys, yay. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say this one real seriously. If you have an email that is not for Lore Watch, we could desperately desperately use them for this show.
0: We have so um, many for the, Lore Watch right now, you guys. So yeah and I mean it's just Rossi and I on this show anyway. So if you want to sneak a lore question at us, you could feel free to do that. We don't care. but we, we could All use right. some emails for this show.
2: Yeah, um, you can, again, we've done this before, so I'll just move right into th- to doing it. If you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch, so we know it's for the show. And you can go to our Discord server and go to the, Q- the Patreon Q&Podcast questions channel and ask them in there. Uh, we're more than happy to take them out of there as well. Uh, and, you know, they can be about lore, they can be about not lore, if you want to ask a question about game mechanics or a particular spec or transmog or anything. Uh, if, you, if you're if you dying to ask that question about, you know, Blackthorn, we will answer it. I, I can answer that question for you. I've spent a lot of time studying Blackthorn. I, I yeah. can actually, I can talk to you about the lore of Blackthorn. I really can. So yeah, Um. Anne usually reads them for us, so she's going to do that for us now, if you don't mind,
0: Anne. Yep. Okay, first email is from Julian, a.k.a. Baragorn of Cadgar, who says, Hey folks, it's been a while since I completed Diablo 3 as a necromancer. But aren't all ne- the necromancers dead? Your necromancer meets and speaks with the Ghosts of the Departed, if I recall. Or are they just available through some misket- mystic Ikea between Alan Wrenches and the Swedish Meatball vendor? Wonder what role, if any, they play in Diablo 4. Thanks and happy holidays to you all. Baragorn. Um." First off, the idea of a mystic Ikea is something that I really jive with and I would like to go to there. (laughs) But you probably understand more about the necromancers and what's going on. And actually, yeah, I'm kind of curious about this, too, because if you're a necromancer and you're speaking with the ghosts of the Departed, well, how relevant is that going to make them for Diablo 4?
2: Uh, Well, first off, you do speak to at least one dead necromancer. Yeah. who I believe is your mentor um, whose name is not coming to mind right off the top of my head i think it's Ordeon or something but I you do absolutely think so. sp- you I do think so. speak to him uh, Yeah. however whilst he and several other necromancers including the leader of the necromancer order the the priests of rathma they are all dead not all necromancers are dead for example zul the necromancer from diablo 2 who is most likely way stronger than any of the people i just mentioned he's is still not kicking dead. around right Yes, and so is his apprentice. Oh, okay. Uh, who you meet in Diablo 3. His name is Meton. You meet him twice. Uh, you meet him in the desert in Act... I want to say Act 2. Um, he's out in the desert, and you can stumble upon him near the Restless Sands. He's got a bunch of ghosts that he's trying to figure out what, yeah, that's why they want... Yeah, and he shows up again in Westmarch, and he's there to fight Maltheel's Reapers, and you can use an item that he's got a beacon to you know summon them to that spot and defeat the the, the reapers and Meton will again talk to you he talks to you twice he is never dead you never talk to him dead he's not there at the end uh that's not him it's uh necromancer orton i believe is his name or ordon i can never remember his name and i'm i'm trying to look it up i want but... to say it's
0: ordon but i'm not 100 yeah. percent on that either
2: but in in general there are living necromancers besides the 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 uh the nephilim if you played the nephilim more importantly if you played the nephilim necromancer you're now the leader of the necromancer order he te- they beg you to take on that duty when you talk to him it, you know before you go on to fight Maltheos like if you survive you have to come back and lead us because, you know, we've lost our leader and you are clearly the most qualified to do it. So
0: how do so, you think they're going to play in Diablo 4, if at all?
2: It depends on who that dude who might be Rathma is. If that dude's Rathma, then they could be the bad guys because they're the priests of Rathma.
0: Do you think bringing Lilith back was uh, an act of malice or do you think that it was something else?
2: I don't think it's necessarily an act of malice, but somebody can have the best of intent and still do something that's going to mess you up. Uh, I don't think Lilith, Lilith is not is a, a good thing. guy folks. No,
0: Lilith is no. just straight up she she might be the mother of the Nephilim and everything like that and and for for the Nephilim I mean you're looking at without Lilith your very existence wouldn't be possible. That does not make her a good guy. No, she's I mean, still this, on the side it, of bad stuff.
2: There's a whole bit where she's like, you know, my father is an idiot. He doesn't understand that he can't win but when when I do this when I do this when I make children with uh, Inarius we can win we can have victory so it's more you know for her it wasn't escape it was victory she wanted to win the war that doesn't mean you know when she shows up she's she's focused on killing like everybody who's like, in her way and being the winner of the eternal conflict and she is still a demon
0: and what it looks like when she wins the eternal conflict isn't necessarily a place that anybody wants to live
2: yeah it's I can understand. Rathma might be looking at the world and saying, okay, the balance is completely messed up. We need someone like Lilith to, you know, unite us against the We need mom coming. and dad. <laughs> yeah, he, he might That might be where Rathma is, if that's Rathma. Uh, but we don't, right now we don't know. However, it's certainly the case that there are necromancers out there. Like, you know, Meton could still be out there. Um, Zul could still be out there. He'd be pretty old, but you know, so what? He's a necromancer. He knows how old they can get. There's they could still both There's still be some several very powerful necromancers still out there. So, no, they're not all dead. Many of them are dead, but they're not all dead.
0: Um, but they all probably have a pretty vested interest in whatever is going on with Willis.
2: Yeah, either way, that that's something that's going to affect the balance. And that's something that they're very involved in. If it's part of Rathma's plan to restore the balance, they could be helping him. Uh, if if he didn't consult them, which is certainly possible, because while they're called the priests of Rathma, it was actually Mendelm yeah. who, found, who founded them, uh, the the brother of Odyssean. Now he's a very powerful ne- uh, Nephilim on his own right, yeah. Uh, and and in fact he was he didn't he studied with Tragul as much as he studied with Rathma, um, and he knows quite a bit about the balance himself. But nevertheless, they are the priests of Rathma. If Rathma shows up and says, "Hey guys, we're doing X." Then they might very well say, Okay, well you'd know. So yeah, it's it's up in the air, but they're definitely not all dead. At least they were not all dead at the end of Reaper of Souls.
0: Okay. Thanks for the question, Baragorn. Um next email is from Neri who says, Hello watchers. Um this actually has a bunch of questions, so we're just gonna kinda go through and answer them in turn if that's okay. Um sure. So Neri says, Hello, Watchers. After, Shadow- after the Shadowlands trailer came out, I read multiple discussions, and there's some things I can't get right. Who knew that Bolvar is or was the Lich King? Does Anduin know? Or, for example, did Bane know who was under the helm during Wulgen's quest questline?
2: I don't know about Bane.
0: I'm not sure about Bane. Anduin knew. Anduin does know.
2: Yeah, Anduin, there's a There's a data mine conversation in patch 8.3 between Anduin and Jaina. That reveals that both Anduin and Jane know. And and... It's
0: not, it's not as classified as you would think it is. Um, I don't know when Anduin found out exactly, but Anduin does know. And that's probably, you know, as somebody who is going to be King of Stormwind someday, that's something that he should know, really, um, is who are we dealing with in the North? What happened up there? That kind of thing. Um, and I imagine that, like, the faction leaders, the respective faction leaders, they probably know as well. Because, again, this is just information that they probably need to have, just in case anything happens to go on up there, or if they need to call on Bolvar, quote unquote, to do something, um... I'm
2: gonna assume, quite frankly, mm-hmm. that anybody who was there when you like go through the the dungeon when you do the raid, if you're playing Horde side, for instance, Sylvanas was down there, um, so was uh, so was um, Sarfang, yeah, so those guys, they they probably knew from the beginning. We knew, so we knew that uh that Sylvanas knew because she walked up to the top and jumped off so yeah she saw him she knew he was there she she saw
0: somebody else sitting on the frozen throne did
2: she know it was Bolvar though I think she probably did because it wouldn't have been very hard to put it all together I mean she does now because she uh, took the hat off but yeah, I think she knew before that I think yeah you know for that matter Tyrion knew and Tyrion not absolutely exactly... knew <laughs> that dude's not very subtle so no. I'm just going to build this statue that whenever he touches it, it'll just play the images into their mind. Keep, what? keep
0: in mind, oh. folks, that the statue thing was a mechanic that was it's pretty much canon. put in for players.
2: No, I, yeah, yeah, I know it's not canon. I just think it's funny. It's funny, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because he's like, we must tell no
0: one of what happened here. By the way, I'm going to go put in a statue. And when you click it, magical pictures will show. that shows exactly what happened here.
2: <laughs> yeah. no, that- but, you know, I, I definitely think that the Horde and Alliance leadership had had an inkling of what was going on at the very least. Yeah. Um, but... um,
0: next question here. Also, what happened to Bolvar when Sylvanas took and then destroyed the Hat of Damnation? Is he actually dead now? He can't die. That's the thing. I don't know if anything can kill Bolvar right
2: now. I don't know. What do you think? Well, we know he's in the next expansion. That's blizzard has already told us that we're going to see him. Yeah. Not, you know, he's, he's doing stuff. He's involved. Um, we've even seen art of him, you know, sans hat, uh, you know, so we know that Bolvar is still like, I think he's basically still leading the death Knights. He's still, he's still a figure. Um, can he die? Yes. I would argue he could die. Uh, but I don't think he could die easy. I think it's one of those things where if you pull Bolvar limb from limb and like put each limb, in a different, like you know, coffin, and like send the head to another plane of existence, kind of like Zoltan Cool. Is he really dead? Eh.
0: It's just a talking head in a box, and he's real mad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, when you kill Zoltan Cool, and later on, he's like, you know, he just shows up to get you to find the, uh, the, the, yeah. the Kanais nice cube and you're like didn't i kill you he's like oh yeah you, that's happened plenty of times i don't hold that against you i, I, I it's feel okay like we're, we're I feel, cool <laughs> i feel like after the red dragon fire seared him bolvar is in a state where for lack of a word i think bolvar is continuously dying and then continuously the the life fire of the of the red dragon flight is keeping him from dying so he's in a he is undead in a completely different way than like the force i state. feel
0: like he's it's more like he's suspended between life and death
2: It's sort of like he is, for like, imagine if you, like, the way we describe orbit is that orbit is essentially falling at the planet and never quite connecting. Because as you fall, the planet is moving and everything is moving in such a way that you never make contact. You're just constantly arcing. The gravity is pulling you down, but you're never quite getting there. That's Bolvar. Bolvar is forever falling into death, but at the same time being suspended by life in a way that keeps him from getting there. And if something
0: pushed him too far one way or the other... Then I think he could die. I'm wondering if he could be restored in the same in the same vein.
2: Maybe. Uh I think that the amount of power it would take to get him to not be the thing he is now is a lot in either direction.
0: Are we talking um, like a but, zero level sacrifice?
2: I don't know if Zira could do it because I mean, you know, say what you want about Alex Straza. She was up there in power before the before the uh before the you know dragon flights gave up their the aspects, before she she gave up being the aspect of life, I think in terms of pure like I don't know though it's weird because it's like even the even the uh when when Alexstrasza couldn't undo the plague of undeath, we went to a and even the Naru couldn't do it. They bodily took him up, but they couldn't cure him, and that's fascinating because whatever they did was still capable of keeping him from dying. So it's Bolvar isn't dead dead because of it, but So, in a way, they could fight the plague, but only in a horrible way, if that makes sense. Like, the way Bolvar is suspended is pretty horrible. He doesn't, he's not enjoying his existence.
0: No, and the whole reason why he decided to take up that home is because the nature of his existence doesn't really allow him to live a normal life anymore. Tyrion could go home. Tyrion could go home and and see whatever, you know, people that he had that were near and dear to him and they'd greet him warmly and everything would go on. If Bolvar walked through the streets of Stormwind, it would be it would be like that um, you know in the Princess Bride where they talk about to the pain? Bolvar has been to the pained, basically. He can't live a normal life anymore and that's why he took up that helm because there really wasn't anybody else that was capable of doing it that he felt comfortable you know it was it was basically a role that was tailored to him and he knew that I think he probably knew that ever since he was fighting the Lich King and and, and resisting that corruption that the Lich King was trying to do to him throughout the course of our travels through Ice Crown. really because we saw the first inklings of that when we were fighting Yogg-Saron he showed us in a vision He showed us Arthas, well, the Lich King. He showed us the Lich King trying to corrupt Bolvar, and it wasn't working. And it didn't work. It never worked. So, really was there anybody who was more capable to take that position? But yeah, Bolvar's not dead. He's not dead. Um, Sylvanas took the hat off and cracked the hat so that she could open the way to the Shadowlands. I don't think she has any interest in Bolvar in particular. Um, I don't think that she really cares what happens to Bolvar at this point. All she cared about was the hat on his head, because that was the key. And and yeah, that's that. I would agree. Yeah. Um, okay. So last thing that Neri wanted to ask said, she says, last thing I wanted to ask might have already been addressed in the podcast, but I can't remember. So is Sour Fang in the Maw? Thanks for putting out such amazing content. Keep warm, Neri. We haven't. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't think we know for sure. It I mean, hasn't it, been the stated.
0: The implication
2: is there. Yeah. That, that everybody who died, you know, everyone who's been dying, this whole time, this whole war up to like, you know, the entire population of Darnassus um, was sent to the maw. That's the implication. Um, it's certainly, you know, there, there are some things that are like weird about this. Like for instance, one still seems to be getting some souls. Yeah. Um, so it might be that like, you know, other entities are still able of siphoning their take off the top. Uh, I don't know how that works, but you know,
0: and it may be because Baumzambi exists outside the Shadowlands.
2: Maybe, although it does seem like his his realm is in the Shadowlands.
0: Yeah, but he's he's the only one out of all of those little critters that are scooting around in the Shadowlands right now. He's the one that's like outside taking an active role in mortal affairs. You know what I mean? Yeah, as it's, it's a loa. Fair,
2: fair to say. So I I don't I don't know. I mean, there's also the like you know, for instance, Aeir and the the are doing that. Yeah, um, as well. And hell yeah but it's it's there's a lot going on that we don't really know. We we don't know what's happening. So Technically
0: speaking, yeah, probably Sourfang's in there. Varian might even be in there. Maybe. It depends. It depends on cuz I think they said that all those people who died on Argus there in the Maw too. Didn't they or am I misremembering?
2: I don't remember hearing them say that. Like Yeah. I do know that they said that you know things are broken in Darnassus, and, that and, it... and
0: they said that you know everybody that died in Darnassus is definitely there. I don't, I don't know who else they mentioned. Yeah, um,
2: and we know we know that the machinery of death is messed up. We know that, for instance, the Arden Wheel isn't getting the souls it's supposed to be getting. That they have a whole thing of the soul drought going on there. Ooh, so you Remember is, how we were trying to think about the timeline, up. Rossi? Yeah, yeah, I do.
0: Okay, it had to have happened sometime after Kalthos died because Kal'thas is in a, in the space he's supposed to be
2: in. That's true. Yeah. Kalthos is where he's supposed to go.
0: So we're pinpointing more here. It was after burning crusade. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
2: That at least, you know, answers all the questions of maybe it was this far back. No, it it can't be more, it can't be further back than Kalthos. Yeah. So there's that. At least there's that.
0: At least the breaking point had to have happened. Sometimes the the machine could be like in a state of disrepair or something like that, but it definitely broke after Kalthos. Kalthos we're gonna run into him. Who else are we gonna run into? There were some other figures that we were going to run into and I forget who exactly. But I I think Kalthos was the earliest one I wanna say. Yeah, that
2: makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Anyway. What? puts things a little bit more in perspective. Okay, we got one more email here, so let's go ahead and address that one. This one is from Steam Jackal of EU, who says, Hello, Blizzard Watch. Is there any piece of gear that's been removed from the game that you either have and use in Transmog or don't have and are sorry you can't get? For me, it's the Corrupted Ashbringer. I'd kind of hoped that WoW Classic would somehow mean I could get that, but I understand why it doesn't allow you to do that. Anything like that for you guys? Thanks, Steam Jackal. So, I'll see.
2: Um, hmm, no you go first
0: okay so um i am going to say flat out that i have everything in transmog that you couldn't obtain anymore Um, everything that I wanted and that's because when they announced Cataclysm and that they were going to get rid of certain storylines I went through and I farmed every piece of gear that I thought was going to be removed and I kept it in my bank and I kept it in my bank for years and years and years and years and when they announced the wardrobe I was so happy because it meant I'd actually have bank space again Um, my bank is still it's like approaching fullness right now but that's because I don't get rid of anything and I really just need to go in and spend an afternoon Cleaning it out, really. That's all I have to do with it. Because I have a bunch of like mats and things like that. Stuff that's not really super important. But at one point, it was full of gear. It was full of armor that you couldn't get anymore. And it was full of weapons that you couldn't get anymore. And I think my favorite piece that I use the most probably are the black dragon leggings or something like that. They're boots. They're black dragon boots or something like that. Um, They're basically thigh-high black boots. Um, and they're amazing. And they've got like these little strap things on them. They look really cool and they're perfect for a rogue and you can't get them anymore, anywhere. Um, black whelp boots. That's what they are. And those, I was really pleased that I had hung on to all these years because when they got added into the wardrobe, it was like, I couldn't, I I was, I was just happy that I had those. Um, also the pieces that were, they were the, mm, what's the name of them? Oh my gosh. It was. I just had it on the tip of my tongue, and then it went away. Uh, undead the, slaying. the what?
2: Undead slaying. Gear. Yes,
0: the undead slaying. The 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 blessed gear of undead slaying. The leather set that looks like paladin tier two. Is it tier two? Yeah. It's it's yeah, like it's a tier color tier. color variant of tier two. So it's teal and kind of like pink and beigey colors instead of the red and gold that you normally associate with the judgment set. Um, I have that. And that one you got from the, was it the Wrath event? It was I the Wrath was, opening, wasn't yeah,
2: it? Yeah, it, was it was, they originally had the event at the end of Classic because it, it was involved in the Naxxramas invasions.
0: With the Dark Port, no, yeah, it was Naxxramas opening because they had like a bunch yeah. of invasions going on with that. That's when I got the gear yeah. originally.
2: And then yeah. they, they brought that back for the for beginning Wrath. of Wrath.
0: And that's when I got the yeah. leather variant of that set. Because I had the cloth variant for my priest. I got the leather variant when they came out with Wrath and they did the invasions again. And I'm really glad that they did that. Um, those are the other ones that I hung on to all this time. Um, the other one that I'm like super pleased that I spent all that time farming up and I'm glad it's in my transmog collection is the postmaster set from... Strathholm, the original Strathholm. It's this cloth set and the set bonus is if you wear all of the pieces, you run a little faster. But it looks like you look like the mail carriers from Strathholm. And that's the whole reason that I got it because I thought it was really cool that you look like a mailman. <laughs> And that's the other one that I'm really, it's still in my collection because obviously I can't transmog to it as a rogue, but I can put the set pieces on <laughs> and I can wear it if I want to wear it for like role-playing and stuff like that. Basically, I'm a big old role-playing nerd, you guys. So I went out of my way to collect all of the stuff that couldn't be collected anymore. Um, and that's just because that's just me and that's just what I do. Uh, what about you, Rossi? Is there anything? Well,
2: for one, there's actually, a this was a quest back in Vanilla. That they took out, <clears throat> I think they took out when they redid the world in Cataclysm. And uh, the quest basically, it's a long quest chain. It's a warrior specific quest chain, and it gives three rewards. None of which are tremendously distinctive looking, but they are distinctive looking. Uh, there's the Whirlwind Warhammer, oh yes, the Whirlwind Axe, and the Whirlwind Sword. And of the three, the Whirlwind Sword is the is in my mind the most distinctive looking because it's like it looks just like the sword that drops off Ragnaros, but it's all silver. It's yeah, the, the axe same. I
0: think there's I think there's other axe models that look similar to the axe.
2: Yeah. The axe looks like a lot of different axe models. It's just slightly it's a slightly nicer color. And the hammer looks like another hammer that drops, but is just slightly less it's a slightly different model. They like think they they add stuff to it when it's the other thing. So all three of them are very nice. I have them because I did the warrior quest back in the day. If you didn't do that quest, you can't you don't have them now. Like if you start a new warrior tomorrow, you're you're not gonna get. These items the quest doesn't you,
0: exist anymore. Basically, the
2: quest is gone, and those three those three items are gone.
0: Oh, and anathema and benediction. <clears throat> That's the other one that I'm really proud of. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah.
2: So I, I have those. Um, uh, you can get like some of the other things that it, uh, you can get a, a facsimile of them. For instance, I have the original Quelserar in my Transmont collection. I have not the polished Quelserar, not the gleaming Quelserar. Quelserar. I have the that, first one. I, which i'm very pleased about now it's basically the same model they slightly dressed it up for the uh the the anniversary reskins but i have the original slightly less high high polygon count model and i'm very happy about that um another example of a weapon like that that i have that that has a lookalike is i have um i can never remember the name of this bloody thing too it's really annoying me because it's one of my favorite swords uh it it's uh well, it's not Ashkondi, but No, no, no. Ashkondi is obviously still in the game. Yeah. Um Oh, bloody heck. Uh it's a sword that used to drop in Upper Blackrock Spire. Um it dropped off of uh and... Oh,
0: I know what you're talking about, and I can't remember yeah. the name of it.
2: Yeah. Um but uh it's they they put in a new version of it when they did they redid Upper Blackrock Spire for uh warlords, and the the models look basically the same. There's no real visual difference but I know I have the real one um, because I've got the actual one in my bank. Because I keep every weapon I get, I keep. Um, I do not get rid of the weapons. Really?
0: So. Even with the wardrobe and everything?
2: Oh, yeah. No, those weapons are still in the bank. I
0: keep the ones that you can't get anymore.
2: Oh, no, I keep everything. The
0: other ones, I, I as
2: long as I've got them marked in my wardrobe, I've got them. this way. I keep every weapon I get on that character. Gotcha. The, the, the current characters I'm playing now, nah, I delete weapons on them all the time. But on that guy, he had a weapon collection and I keep all of it. I've got all of it in the bank. Um so he's got that sword. Uh he's also got um he's got a couple of Zulgarub items that don't exist anymore.
0: I wish I had the Zulgarub leather set. I don't. I have like yeah. a piece of it and
2: that's it. I have the the Zulgarub plate that they originally dropped, not the not the golden paladin y looking set. The Spider Man uh, set? The, yeah, the Spider Man. I've still got that stuff. And I've got the polearm that dropped. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that you can you can get these models, but I have the originals. Um, so stuff like that. I don't have Corrupted Ashbringer. I never got it. Um, uh, I do have, and this is one that I never use for anything because I never like the model, but I do have a Might of Menethyl in the bank. Oh, yeah.
0: You yeah, can't get that was, one anymore
2: either. No, you, the model is still in the game.
0: Yeah. Um, but they, the weapon they,
2: itself is not. No, the weapon itself is gone. Uh, in terms of, like, I'm trying to think of, in terms of, like, any items that are just straight up not available, can't get them, I think the Lincoln Sword is another one that I've got that you can't get anymore.
0: I believe I have Lincoln's Boomerang. I'm not sure yeah. on that, though. And I always feel bad when I'm, like, I didn't keep the sword. I should have kept the sword. But I didn't think about it. And, of course, yeah. you know, when they said that they were going to take this stuff out in in Cataclysm, um, I had already done the quest chain, so I couldn't go get it again.
2: Yeah. And it it depends like sometimes they seem to remember that you did the quest and give you the item and sometimes they don't. Um but yeah, I I I know I have the Lincoln sword. I also have the sword from Sunken Temple. There was like a Dragon's Call which looks similar to you it. You got that, that one?
0: Oh, I farmed for that yeah. one for so long and I never got it and it was beautiful.
2: I wanted it really bad. Yeah, Dragon's Call and the Lincoln sword are similar looking, but Dragon's Call is slightly more elaborate. Um, both of them are like similar. It's Got to like Quels a green
0: War. glow or something on it, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it's it's a really nice weapon. Um, but I, I don't use it that much either because I don't use one hand weapons very often anymore. Uh, ironically, my death knight might probably uses it more than my uh, warriors do, because I'd only use a one hander when tanking, and usually when I tank, I tend to go with a R or something. I tell but you yeah. what,
0: the only thing that I'm really sorry that I can't get, it's not transmog stuff. It's that stupid tiger mount from ZG the original tiger mount from CG and yes I know you can get it on the black market auction house but I don't have that kind of cash I don't have that kind of gold kicking around to get that thing I farmed for that thing for years and I have the raptor so I mean at least I have one of them from the original ZG. I do have the Raptor. And I do love my Raptor. Don't get me wrong. I love all the Raptors. I think the Raptor is a great mount. It's really bouncy. I love it. But um, that Tiger. I wanted that Tiger so bad. And I remember it was down to the wire. And I did my last run of old ZG. It was the last one that I could do. And I didn't get it. And it was like the biggest disappointment. Because I knew it wasn't going to be there anymore. And I wish that they'd put it back. I would I would still farm for it to this day. If it was available, I would be in ZG every three days trying to get that stupid tiger. Um, I wish you could still get it. <laughs> Do you have any mounts like that? You aren't no. really like super into the
2: mount thing. No, I mean I'm hesitant to mention that I have that mount.
0: I know you have that mount. Uh,
2: <laughs> but the funny thing is, I only got that mount because my wife and I I'd farmed we'd farmed a uh, forever to get her those mounts and the tiger dropped the like the the last time it was resetting the tiger dropped and i i let her have it uh-huh. and then we were like one it was like one more reset this was like the, the the next to last she got the tiger then the last one the the tiger and the raptor dropped i let her have the raptor obviously oh. and then i took the dra- i took the tiger because otherwise it was gonna you know Man. it was just the two of us so
0: i'm not upset with you i'm just very jealous just let it be said i am very jealous i will admit it.
2: that it's one of my favorite mounts but i really only ride it on like my night elves yeah i don't know why other than they they i figured they'd be used to riding big cats so yeah
0: and don't but, get me yeah, wrong big... i have like a pile of other mounts to choose from and and i have mounts that i love and i have mounts that are super hard to get i think my favorite one to truck around on that's super hard to get i have the rooster from the tcg and mm-hmm. I just really like riding around on a giant chicken. I think it's a lot of fun.
2: Um, oh, I, I just remembered the mount that is actually my favorite to get. What? My favorite mount. Uh, Mim's Head. Oh, yeah. You have Mim's Head. And that one, not even not because even I wanted it, but because of how I got it. Yeah. Um. Then that's, you know, it was like a big thing for my guild. So, yeah. Mim's Head.
0: <laughs> anyway. um yeah, I think that's pretty much going to wrap us up for emails here. That's also going to wrap us up for the show. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and
2: an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, and Guys, again, if you have emails, this is the season to send them. Uh, We really don't care what question you want to ask. I mean, you know, unless it's rude. You know, if you're rude, we're not going to do your question. But aside from that, any Blizzard game you want, pretty much any topic in any Blizzard game, if you've really, really, really wanted to talk about the Ravenholt reputation grind for a long time and you've never felt comfortable, now is the time to ask us. I know all about about that grind. Yeah, so uh, if you do anything, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line, podcast or watch so we know it's for this show. Or you can head over to our Patreon server and you can use a, Q, you know, a patron queue and podcast questions. Our Discord
0: and... server, not our Patreon Discord... server. Sorry, Discord <laughs> server. Right. That's my
2: bad. Uh, but definitely, you know, now is absolutely the time. Uh, and with that, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll be here next week.